Good morning, everyone, and happy Friday. With Christmas right around the corner, only five short days away, I thought it was about time I acknowledged it here on the podcast. Now, usually around the holidays, like Christmas and Thanksgiving, I share tips and tricks to get you through the holiday. Well, I've been there and done that, and you can go back and search them from last year and the year before. Rather than just keep repeating myself year after year, I thought this time I would do something different. This year, I wanted to give you a gift like no other. So I wrote an entire Christmas dinner worth of recipes, and today I'm going to share them with you. Now, you'll in this post, this episode, you'll find recipes for homemade cranberry sauce, glazed carrots, uh, gravy, maple pecan, roasted Brussels sprouts, garlic mashed potatoes, stuffing, and of course, turkey. There are seven recipes in total just for you as my way of saying thank you for your support throughout the year and for making this year so great here at Food and Five. And before I jump into this, this is my last episode of the year. I'm going to take a little bit of a well-deserved break to spend with my 10-week-old baby and my lovely wife. I hope that you all have a great Christmas and a happy new year. And I'll see you right here on January 6th, 2020. In the meantime, I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five. And this is your complete Christmas dinner in seven recipes. Cranberry sauce. Way back in 1941, there was a former lawyer turned cranberry bog owner who was looking for a way to extend the short selling season for his cranberries. He decided to make a cranberry jelly, can it, and sell it year-round. He did this, though it mostly only sold at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Now, Since its invention in 1941, canned cranberry sauce, or jelly, has been a staple on holiday cro- tables across North America. Well, I say 78 years is long enough. It is only 11 days away from 2020, and if you haven't already started, it is time to start making your own cranberry sauce. Not that it's going to take you 11 days, I just mean it's been 78 years that we've been eating this. It's time we start making our own. It isn't hard, it doesn't take a lot of effort, it's not expensive, and it tastes way better. What have you got to lose? Here's the recipe. You will need 4 cups of fresh cranberries, 1 cup of sugar, 1 orange, juiced, and zested, Uh, For the zest, I like to use a vegetable peeler and get it off in nice long strips, but you can just use a regular zester. You'll also need one cinnamon stick and half a cup of water. Now here's the very complicated process for making this. Put all the ingredients in a pot and place on high heat. Bring to a boil, then reduce the heat to a simmer. Simmer the sauce for about 30 minutes or until thick. Let cool slightly before serving. And of course you can add more or less sugar depending on your taste. That's how you make cranberry sauce. Christmas stuffing. So first of all, what's the difference between stuffing and dressing? Stuffing is cooked inside a turkey. Dressing is cooked outside the turkey. That's it. Now you may have grown up having stovetop stuffing every Christmas and you may even love it, but I implore you to just this once make your own stuffing if you're not already doing so. The recipe I'm about to share with you is straightforward, no BS stuffing recipe that you will be happy you tried. Here's what you need. 8 to 10 cups of, cor- of cubed or torn bread, 2 medium diced onions, 2 tablespoons summer savory, 2 teaspoons dried rosemary, 2 teaspoons dried thyme, 1 tablespoon dried sage, half a cup of melted butter plus 2 tablespoons, quarter cup olive oil, 2 teaspoons salt, 1 teaspoon pepper, 1 cup dried apricots or dried cranberries, which is optional. Now here's how you make it. Heat a frying pan over medium heat. Add 2 tablespoons of butter along with the onions into the pan and cook the onions for 10 to 12 minutes or until soft. Put in a large bowl and allow the onions to cool slightly for about 10 minutes. Add the remaining ingredients and mix. Stuff inside the turkey and cook the turkey as desired. 
Now, if you're cooking the stuffing outside of the turkey, which makes it dressing, add two cups of chicken or turkey stock to it, cover with foil, and bake on 375 degrees for 35 to 40 minutes. Maple, pecan, Brussels sprouts. If you don't like Brussels sprouts, it's probably because you've only ever had them when they've been boiled to death. When they're overcooked in that way, they are mushy and taste like farts. However, when they are roasted, they get crispy and not at all fart-like. The touch of sweetness from the maple syrup in the recipe I'm about to share with you really makes the flavor of the sprouts come to life. If you've never had roasted Brussels sprouts, you are in for a very, very serious treat. Here's how you make them. Three pounds of Brussels sprouts, three to four tablespoons, excuse me, olive oil, three to two to three tablespoons of maple syrup. I'm sorry, I can't talk today. Or it seems like any day lately. Half a cup of chopped pecans, one teaspoon salt, and half a teaspoon of pepper. Here's how you do it. Wash the sprouts and pat them dry with paper towel. Just rinse them under cold water, pat them dry. Cut the sprouts in half and place in a medium mixing bowl. Pour the olive oil and maple syrup into the bowl along with the salt and pepper. Spread the sprouts onto a sheet pan lined with parchment and bake for 20 minutes on 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Remove the sprouts from the oven, sprinkle over the pecan, stir, and return to the oven for an additional 10 to 15 minutes or until the sprouts are tender and dark around the edges. Glazed Carrots Let's face it, those regular old boiled carrots are getting a little bit boring. Jazz up your carrots this year by making a glaze for them. Sound complicated? It isn't. To make this recipe, you just need to be able to use measuring spoons in a pot. Now, all kidding aside, this is one of my favorite ways to make carrots. You put everything in the pot and you cook the carrots until the liquid is mostly evaporated. What you end up with are perfectly cooked carrots with a flavorful glaze. And here's how you do it. Take three pounds of carrots, peeled and sliced, quarter cup of honey, quarter cup of butter, one teaspoon dried thyme or four fresh thyme sprigs, two teaspoons cider vinegar, one teaspoon salt, and a half teaspoon of pepper. Put the sliced carrots in a pot along with the other ingredients and add just enough water to cover. This is very important that you don't add any more water than you need to. Just cover the carrots by about a millimeter, just enough so that they're not sticking out of the water. Bring to a boil and cook for five minutes. Reduce the heat to a simmer and cook for another five to 10 minutes or until the water is mostly evaporated and all that is left is the glaze at the bottom of the pot. Stir the carrots coated in the glaze and serve. That's it, easy peasy lemon squeezy keep an eye on the carrots though once the water starts to get low uh, because you don't want them to burn and they may burn fairly easily uh, but it is worth the risk just keep an eye on them that's all garlic mashed potatoes you're going to be making mashed potatoes so why not put a pile of garlic in there along with cream and butter you can't go wrong here's how you make them Five pounds of rusted potatoes. Oh, and I should say, sorry, before I get going on this, every recipe I'm giving you here uh, makes enough for 12 servings. So if you have 12 people, fine. If you have eight people, you know, you might want 12 servings. You'll have leftovers, whatever. Uh, but all of these are for about 12 servings. So you need five pounds of russets, russet potatoes. You can use Idaho potatoes, baking potatoes, whatever you want. Half a cup of butter, one cup, 35% cream, which is whipping cream, eight cloves of garlic peeled, one to two teaspoons of salt and a half to one teaspoon of pepper. You may need more salt and pepper uh, depending on your taste. But just taste and add, taste and add, taste and add. Don't just add a ton and then be like, oh, it's not enough. Anyway. Instructions. Peel and dice and rinse the potatoes. Put in a pot and cover with water. Put the pot on the stove on high and add one teaspoon of salt along with the garlic and cook until the potatoes are tender. 
drain the potatoes in a colander. The potatoes are draining, put the pot back on the stove and add in the cream and butter. Heat until the butter melts. Add the potatoes and garlic back into the pot and mash. Mix the potatoes well and season to taste with salt and pepper. Put a lid on the pot until ready to serve. That's right, you just boil the garlic with the potatoes and mash them right in. It's not going to be a really, really strong garlic flavor, but it's going to be there. It's going to be a nice little hint, little hint of garlic. Christmas turkey. We all have our own special way to cook our turkey for Christmas. But there's some of us out there who might be making Christmas dinner for the first time. The recipe I'm about to share with you is a very basic intro to turkey type recipe. Having said that, it is still really delicious and I'm sure no matter how many turkeys you've cooked in your life, you would be happy with it. So if you're looking for something a little different, go back and check out the uh, turkey post I did around Thanksgiving. That's Canadian Thanksgiving in October. I think it was called the four turkeys or something like that because there's four different whole turkey recipes there you may find interesting. All right, Christmas turkey. Here's what you need. An eight, and again, this is for 12 people, or 12 servings, rather. Uh, one 18-pound turkey defrost in the fridge for three days, two tablespoons of olive oil, two teaspoons of kosher salt, half a teaspoon of pepper, two tablespoons of summer savory. Instructions. Remove the neck and giblets from inside the turkey. Use a piece of butcher's twine to tie the legs together. Tuck the wing tips under the breast. Put the turkey... Excuse me, pat the turkey dry with paper towel, then drizzle with olive oil. Season with salt, pepper, and summer savory. Roast uncovered in a 325-degree oven for four and a half to five and a half hours. Check the turkey is done by inserting a thermometer into the breast, should be 170 degrees, and into the thigh, which should be 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Remove the turkey from the oven, loosely cover with foil, and then rest at least 30 minutes before slicing. Now, if you stuff the turkey, cook it for 20 to 24 minutes per pound and check to make sure that the stuffing has reached an internal temperature of 165 degrees Fahrenheit before serving. Christmas gravy. When I was a kid, one of my main jobs for Christmas dinner was to stir the gravy. It had to be stirred while it cooked so that it didn't scorch on the bottom. It was an important job and I took it very, very seriously. And the recipe I'm about to share with you is not complicated, but it does involve a lot of stirring. This is the perfect job for a child, not too young. Don't don't give it to like a four year old, but because it's hot. But you know, a child who can reach the stove on their own, let's say. Or that pesky in-law who keeps asking you if there's anything that they can do. So here's what you need. One liter, four cups, of turkey drippings and or chicken stock with the fat removed. Three tablespoons flour. You can use all-purpose gluten-free flour, which is what I use, but you can just use regular all-purpose flour. You also need three tablespoons of butter or three tablespoons of fat from the turkey drippings. Half a cup of diced onion, half a cup of diced celery, one teaspoon dried thyme leaves or four sprigs of fresh thyme, one teaspoon dried rosemary or two teaspoons fresh, one teaspoon dried sage, two teaspoons summer savory, one to two teaspoons salt to taste, half a teaspoon pepper, and one cup of cold water. In a medium pot, melt the butter and combine with flour. If you're using the turkey fat, just put that in with the flour. Stir over medium heat for five minutes. Add the diced onion and celery and cook, stirring for another five minutes. Add in the cold water while vigorously stirring the flour and vegetable mixture. Once the water is fully incorporated with the roux, which is the flour and um, fat, flour and butter mixture, uh, it should look like a paste at this point. Add in the stock. Bring the stock to a boil while stirring. Add in the remaining ingredients. Reduce the heat to low and simmer for 10 to 15 minutes, stirring every minute or two. Season the gravy to taste with salt and pepper and strain the gravy through a fine mesh sieve and serve. Christmas dinner. Cooking Christmas dinner can be stressful. It is usually the largest and most complex meal you will cook all year. The key to it being a success is to make everything the best it can be while at the same time not overcomplicating things. 
All the recipes I just shared with you will add a little extra to the meal without adding much in the way of prep or cooking time. Elevation without complication. And with that, I bid you adieu. I hope that you have a very Merry Christmas. Oh, and if you feel like you need to get me something this Christmas, you don't. But if you do, the best gift you can give to me is to share this post around so that anyone needs it can find it. Oh, and I, I think I mentioned that this is my last post for the year. Uh, I will be back. Yes, I did mention that. I'll be back on January 6th. So I hope that you have a fantastic Christmas, a fantastic New Year. Thank you so much for making this such a great year here on the on the podcast. Uh, I got some new things planned for 2020 that I'm really excited about. Um, yeah. Have a great Christmas, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.